following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you, sir. The Jackal. All right, welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes. This is another exciting episode inside the Jackal's Head right here live on PSN Radio. That's right, it is middle, almost end of the month. We're on June 21st, 2020, and the world is still on fire. It's burning, baby. How much uh, more do you think it's going to last? 30 more days? Maybe 30 more months? Well, we'll take your word for it. I don't know if it's going to last another uh, few months, another few years, but for now, we're all here sitting down, chilling out, and hopefully you guys are Corona COVID free. We're going to have a pretty decent show tonight. I got uh, a lot of news to cover, and then I have a really cool guest I'm going to have on later on in the uh, second part of this hour to the part of the end of the show. So I'm really looking forward to that. Gary... Uh, who uh, runs a, a website, uh, a podcast, I should say, on uh, on another network. And uh, he does a, a show called Gary the Martian. And he's going to be uh, joining in here uh, shortly. And I um, want to talk a little bit about space, because space is something that uh, we need revealing. So the Mars Revealer is going to be here with us. And he comes to us from Global Enlightenment Radio Network. Shout out to them, to them for making it happen, and to the great Odin for putting it together. And uh, you know, really uh, good people. Let me tell you, you guys. Uh, I know the the people that listen to PSN Radio are like, why are you promoting another network? But they have good shows on there, so go check them out at our Global Enlightenment Radio Network. Um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about besides uh, we're going to talk to uh, Gary later on. Uh, when it comes to space, the next final frontier. Right now, we're going to talk about the frontiers here on Earth, ladies and gentlemen. And it's getting but ugly. And I'm not talking about Stacey Adams. Even though she's in... Man, that woman is a wildebeest, isn't she? She is one ugly chick. You know, like, let me tell you. I'm not a uh, Brad Pitt over here. I don't like... Uh, like to pedal or pat myself on the back or pedal myself as, you know, a supermodel. I don't work the runway. Uh, but when I look at Stacey Adams, I'm like, you know, with that gap in between her tooth, you get really fit a lot of Antifa members. That's a wide fucking gap. Have you guys seen her teeth? It's ridiculous. You'd think with all the money she's stolen in her time uh, running for uh, elections that she would have got her... Uh, Mouth fixed. I don't know. Um, I saw a picture of her like walking sideways. It was, it was kind of funny. It looked like she ate Joe Biden. It was right after they had her on TV. It was pretty humiliating. They had her, and uh, Joe Biden came on. He was uh, talking about uh, you know different things that made no sense and just rambling on. And they asked him, "Joe, Joe, calm down. We have Stacey Abrams on." You want to say something nice to her? And he was like, yeah, yeah, she's cool. And, uh, 
you know, and like he just rambled on like that. It was really sad to see. But they brought him on and brought her on thinking that they're going to have him uh, announce that she was going to be his uh, running mate for the presidential election coming up in November. And it turns out that wasn't the case. Or if it was, somebody didn't tell or give uh, Joe the memo because he didn't do anything of the sort. Uh, but humiliate her, and then the picture I saw, it kind of looked like she got pissed and ate him and was walking away from the whole thing. Now, with that said, we have a, a couple of uh, things that I wanted to get to, which one of them is Amy Klobuchar, whatever you pronounce her fucked up name. She is no longer uh, putting her two cents in the bid for VP. With Biden, she's dropping out of that race uh, because she says a person of color should be chosen to be the vice president for Joe Biden. Everybody seems to be pushing Joe Biden towards uh, something he said earlier on. He said that a woman of color would definitely be the running mate um, that he would choose. But, uh, you know, he already humiliated the hell out of Stacey Abrams. I don't know if he's going to pick her. Um, Kamala Harris is a name that a lot of folks uh, talk about. I don't know about having Kamala Harris on there, but it makes sense. She's a woman of color. Um, her and Biden are binded by a couple different things. They're both uh, pathological liars. We know that. Uh, both of these two are, are known for putting uh, a lot of uh, black men in prison. Uh, let's see, nobody in the last 50 years has put more African-American, black males, whatever you want to call it, uh, nobody's put more of uh, these folks in jail than Joe Biden. And you ask, well, Jack, well, how the hell is that even possible? Well, very simple. He has been either behind or has endorsed just about every criminal bill since the 70s including the uh, one he wrote up in 1993, which was later acted into law by Bill Clinton, right? We know that. We all know that history. Hillary Clinton endorsed it. Hillary and Joe both uh, called uh, young black African-Americans super predators. And Joe Biden's on record saying that they could clobber or hit with a wrench it or the bat his mom, his brother, his sister, his cousin-in-laws, whatever, his sons. I mean, he went down the list, folks. It was pretty ridiculous. And uh, this dude started saying that, uh, you know, all these nasty, crazy things were. If it was Trump saying this crap, it'll be a rap. Like, there'll be civil wars like nothing ever before. It'll be, you think what's happening now in, like, Seattle is bad? What would happen if Trump would have said what Biden has said would be catastrophic? It would be worse than aliens invading and saying, Nanu, Nanu, we're going to blow you up. This country would literally blow itself apart if that had been Trump. But since it's, you know, creepy Joe Biden and he's the Democratic nominee, nobody wants to talk about the fact the, the hypocrisy here on the left is so overwhelming that they're willing to vote for a guy who literally 
is responsible for putting more African-American males behind bars than anybody. Now, why is that significant, folks? I'm going to tell you why that's uh, an important thing to listen to. What happens when you take away the father figure from the uh, home? Normally, you have single parents, right? What's uh, one of the programs the Democrats like pushing? Single-parent programming. Planned Parenthood. Right? Things that demolish, destroy the African-American family. That's what the Democrats keep pushing. Planned Parenthood, as we know, was uh, created by Margaret Thatcher or whatever. And, uh, um, you know, nothing but complete racist and endorsed by Hillary Clinton a complete racist and these are the folks that these people are putting in play as their supposed uh, protectors I mean these are the people that have earned the vote of the black community for 40 years and I saw a video uh, earlier uh, yesterday actually with T.I. the rapper because, you know, like like Chappelle said when asked the 9-11, what is Ja Rule thinking right now? And everybody, everybody right now needs to know what rappers are thinking. So T.I. is the latest imbecile to throw his, uh, his monkey wrench into like the whole thing and say, well, this is a problem. And he addressed Candace Owens, who is... One of the smartest conservative uh, young people on, on the face of uh, this country. And uh, he went at her uh, pretty viciously. I mean, the attack from T.I. was just uh, fundamentally stupid. None of it made any sense. I mean, I don't know exactly where he is getting his information from. But none of it made any sense whatsoever. We're talking about a rapper folks uh, this is not exactly somebody who anybody should really uh you know think might have a clue because he's already right now he's just proven that he's completely clueless on facts i mean let's be honest uh anybody who thinks that uh joe biden is not a racist but thinks that trump is a racist has other issues that they are not willing to comprehend. And if you guys watch this video, and it's amazing how Candace Owens just... I mean, she she destroyed, completely destroyed T.I. Uh, and I'm, I've never been a fan of uh, this guy, T.I., the, the rapper T.I. I've never been a big fan of his or anything. Uh, nothing against him personally. I just I'm not a big fan of his music per se. But uh, after just watching the sheer stupidity that came out of this dude, uh, I don't think I'd ever want to listen to him. I mean, this uh, this is and really to play audio would just be kind of like one of those things where you're not going to get probably the full effect of it. You really should watch the video. It's just, it's an amazing piece of footage. And I do have some audio I do want to play and get to. I may play the uh, the audio bit a little bit later. i got to find it on my computer. I wasn't um, 
ready to actually play that tonight, but it is something that just came to mind because uh, of you know the conversation here that I'm taking it for the next uh, couple minutes. But I do have a couple of other audios, uh, audio clips that I wanted to play. Um, let me get to some of that. Uh, let's see. Now, as far as you guys are aware, Antifa's behind a lot of this stuff, right? Black Lives Matter has been taken over by Antifa. And I reported on my website. By the way, if you guys want to check out the website, it's angelespino.com. That's A-N-G-E-L-E-S-P-I-N-O.com. And uh, this week we had a very hysterical outburst of Black Lives Matter propaganda hitting the one and only Taco Bell. Now, as you guys know, I'm a Taco Bell fan. And uh, this really just, uh, it made me laugh. You Check this out. Because I got a Black Lives Matter on. You just told me I had you to go home because I got a Black You weren't going to take it off. I'm not. I'm not. Because I'm standing up for what was right. I'm not taking it off. Sammy said we could wear whatever mask. No, she did not. She said it had to be plain. You can't bring politics into the building. Bro, I'm not bringing politics in. This is what I'm standing for. Like, how is this considered politics? How is it not, Denzel? I'm not taking it off. Okay, well then there's nothing I can do for you. I'm just doing my job. I'm doing mine. I'm doing mine too. And I'm standing up for my people's too. You don't get it. You don't either. No, I do get it. No, you don't. Because if you did, this wouldn't be a problem. It's not that it's a problem with me, Denzel. It's a company thing. Man, I ain't trying to hear that. You let somebody wear something that said something about white people on it? Bro, if that's what they stand for, yes. Okay, now this is where it gets kind of amusing because he says that it is not a political thing, but it really is a political thing because, as we all are aware, in TFL, Black Lives Matter, these groups have become political. They're, they're politicized. So right off the bat, the dude's lying. I mean, I don't know where he gets his facts from. Maybe he just doesn't understand the difference. Maybe he's just dumb. I don't know. Uh, but the fact remains that they are very much a political group. Um, they're, I mean, they're highly political to the point they've taken over an entire city in the United States, right? The, the city of Chop or Chaz or whatever it's called this week. And they can't even come up with the correct name. Uh, you know, that's, I mean, they're making a political move. They're talking about replacing the mayor in Seattle. And having somebody run against them, how's that not political? Right? Now, that's the doublespeak. And uh, unfortunately, this guy is either stupid and doesn't understand facts, or he knows what he's saying. He's using social media to get his 15 minutes of fame. I mean, why else would you record yourself talking to your boss who's telling you, listen, you can't wear anything political here, period. You know, while the, she may sympathize with what, you know, the the African-American community has gone through over hundreds of years, and we listen, we all do. Nobody has said that what happened in Minneapolis it was a good thing. There's not one person on this planet who's going to sit back and say, yeah, you know, uh, one less uh, Negro, uh, who cares? Nobody's going to say that. Because that's just not right. 
I mean, every life uh, that we have should be honored and should not uh, be looked at and scrutinized. Now, with that said, I do think that it's time that we start to prioritize where exactly some of our emotions go. And I'm talking to everybody. White, black, Latino, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. Why I say that? Because we're talking about, yeah, this is a an, a terrible thing that happened. Uh, the officer involved should go to prison, no doubt. But the riots, the looting, all this other nonsense... Who is behind this? Why is this happening? Why is it happening on 2020? Why is it happening on an election year? you got to put all these things into perspective. And when you do that, and you start connecting some dots, a lot of people on the right have been, you know, of course, pointing the fingers at the, uh, the, the phantom menace George Soros himself. Or the dark emperor George Soros, whatever you want to call him. And while he might be in, involved in some ways when it comes to like paying some people off, I think there's a lot of things that are, are a lot deeper than that. I think this year is really a, a breaking point for the rest of history that it's about to happen, our future, folks. And our future involves space. It involves technologies. It involves a change of way of thinking. It involves a lot of things which right now we take for granted, which is our own humanity, for example. It's all fun and games until things start to happen that is beyond our comprehension. It's all fun and games until things get out of control. And it's never fun when you're in the spectrum of being the victim. And that's what the Democrats always do. They play the victim crowd against African Americans. They've been doing it for decades. And instead of waking up, you have idiots like T.I. who are still asleep. And that is why they can keep disclosure from happening. That is why they can keep us like sheeple sleeping. Well, they could put up the 5G towers while we're all entertained by talks of impeachment. Well, they could spray in the air whatever toxins they want. Or well, we're all talking about Nancy Pelosi's love of ice cream. Well, we stay binge-watching on Netflix, and they sell us down the river in Congress. This is why, perhaps, the aliens are like, eh, you know those humans, they might not be ready just yet. And, of course, then you have the idiots and Chaz, which really sound like an episode of South Park. I mean, when I hear the people of Chaz, this is all that comes to mind. We don't need corporations. We don't need money. This can become a commune where everyone just helps each other. Yeah, we'll have one guy who, like, who, like, makes bread. And one guy who, like... He looks out for other people's safety. You mean like a baker and a cop? No, no, can't you imagine a place where people live together and, like, 
provide services for each other in exchange for their services? Yeah, it's called a town. You kids just haven't been to college yet. But just you wait. This thing is about to get huge. Now, for years, South Park, The Simpsons, you know, these cartoons have been known to, like, kind of give us a little insight on what really might be going on. And they've predicted a lot of things. And and a lot of uh, the uh, satire and the humor that are shown on these cartoons usually are pretty on the mark. That is pretty damn accurate, I think. Uh, because if you look at what's going on with uh, Chop or Chaz or the, the artist formerly known as Seattle, uh, when you look at what's going on up there and you see these imbeciles acting like what they are acting like, I'm talking about the Antifa members, the, the hippie wannabes, uh, which a large part of them are part of the uh, the alphabet community, by the way. Uh, these people sound like that. Uh, corporations, uh, you know, we, I mean, we have that already, guys. You know, you want to build towns? We have towns. You know, we have corporations. We have businesses. In fact, you guys, better than anybody should know, because you've been looting and destroying these places. You know, and it's uh, it's funny to me that they just don't seem to get it, and it's sad, and it's why we stay grounded. Now, I'm going to have Gary on here in a couple of minutes after we come back from break, and we're going to talk about the influence that uh, right now this uh, year is having on the possible disclosure, uh, some things that have come out uh, recently dealing with Mars and dealing with otherworldly activities, the Space Force, what does that all mean? And much, much more. There's a lot to cover tonight, guys. So please stick around. This is, of course, Inside the Jackal's Head. And uh, as always, I try to stay live. So if you guys stick around, we will be right back in a couple minutes with our guest tonight, Gary the Martian from Mars Reveals on YouTube. And, of course, from uh, Global Enlightenment Radio Network with the great Odin. We shall return. Under President Trump, America has become safer and stronger. With endorsements from countless veterans and first responders, Joe Biden received endorsement by Osama bin Laden. After our brave warriors took him out, which Joe Biden was against doing. What the reporting was accurate when I said I didn't say go. And I didn't. Bin Laden wrote his plan to attack Obama to make Joe Biden president. Thinking that would be enough of a U.S. disaster in and of itself. Expressing Biden is totally unprepared for that post, which will lead the U.S. into crisis. Joe Biden, China's candidate, Iran's candidate, and Osama's candidate. 
we need a president who terrorists and tyrants fear. I'm fighting for you and I love doing it with everything that I have. And you know that. I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. Hi, this is Chris Tillman from Haunted Toledo. I'm Angel from Inside the Jackal's Head and Skywatchers Radio. I'm Brian Anderson. I'm an aviation technician and voiceover artist. This is Deborah Jane East, host of Notes from the Underground. I'm Ronald Murphy from Inside the Goblin Universe. I'm Kat Ward of Paranormal Heart. Hi, I'm Brian Bowden from Inside the Goblin Universe. I'm Arizona Tramp from Swamp Gas. Hey, this is Sarah Shelton from Haunted Toledo. Hi, I'm Al Santariga from the Bronxville Paranormal Society. Harold St. John with the Toledo Ohio Ghost Hunter Society. Please. 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 While you're out there driving, watch out for motorcycles on the road. Be careful and watch out for motorcyclists. And watch out for motorcycles. Watch out for motorcyclists. Please don't text or drink and drive. Please don't text or drink and drive. We've seen the aftermath of what can happen when you take your eyes off the road, even for a split second. Please don't text or drink and drive. Texts can wait. Be safe. It's not just the law. It's a good idea. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or? No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah. Yeah. 10 seconds of uh, no. What are you that tra- was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. Unidentified flying something. Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. Maxine Waters has spent decades doing nothing in D.C. and dividing our nation. Now she's leading the charge to impeach President Donald Trump. Impeachment is the imperative. He really should be punished. Radical Democrats like Maxine Waters are pushing the United States toward the brink of civil war. That's why Omar Navarro is taking on Mad Maxine and defending our president. In 2020, let's bring Americans back together and continue making America great. I'm Omar Navarro and I approve of this message. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com. Alright everybody, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head. We're right here again live on PSN-radio.com. That's right, gentlemen, ladies, children, friends, and foes. The one and only Gary the Martian is here with me, the guest of the hour. How are you doing, sir? Now, are you on Mars or are you on Earth? <laughs> one can never tell. <laughs> Uh, but I'm here on Earth, man, at the moment. Uh, thanks for having me on. How you doing? 
doing fantastic, man. I'm actually a big fan of your podcast, and uh, all jokes aside, I, I'm really happy to have you on. We've uh, been uh, kind of uh, going back and forth of when we could have you on, and uh, when we had a, a guest that was booked tonight, and I was like, maybe I can reschedule him and then squeeze Gary in, because the world's gone crazy, and I think what you talk about in your podcast is highly importante, which means very important for the English speakers. Uh, I mean, I was checking out the uh, show you did recently, and you're talking about the, uh, you know, all the stuff that's coming out of Mars, the green glow, and all this, uh, you know, activity that's going on up there. Uh, give the audience who might not be aware of your uh, podcast a little bit of a rundown of what you do on there. Well, it's more really a radio show than a podcast, because it's not uh, recorded, it's pretty much live. Um and uh, it's on every week, uh, but I guess there's no difference either way. It's a broadcast, uh, so potato, yeah. potato, right? Yeah, it's podcasting anyway. Night. Yeah, it's on yeah. every Saturday night. Um, knock on wood, uh, uh, midnight to usually 3 a.m. or longer Eastern time <laughs> on a Global Enlightenment Radio Network, um, and. This go around, I started the show many years ago, and I think it was like 2001. It ran to like 2006 slash 7, and then, uh, well, it hiatus for so many years since 2018. We started it up again, so this latest run has been two years, just over two years this past April. What did you take such a, a long period between leaving and coming back? Health reasons well, or... I, I could get into it. It's a long story, and but uh, it has to deal with an investigation that uh, my affiliate, my, uh, who was like a dad to me, who I was like a son to, said more than once that I was on an investigation for him into a video called UFO Diaries. And uh, it's on my show page on uh, www.thefacesofmars.com. And it's a 22-minute long video. It's a part of a video series set, but I only focus on that particular episode, uh, where it shows us old yet new imagery showing other faces of Mars. That's mm -hmm. right, other faces of Mars that have been given to us via that video but have not been given to us by NASA and their public archives or anything like that. And long story short, the investigation led back to the one that encouraged me to investigate, to Richard Hoagland, because it turns out he's the one that provided the images. And, uh, well, quite a battle and controversy and conspiracy and, you know, attempts on my life and making me homeless, trying to have me committed, so many nasty things that went on because of an investigation he encouraged me to investigate but again it led back to him and just so many years went by i was just keep on investigating and it's it's been wild uh i wound up out here and uh on the eastern plains of uh, colorado east of the springs high ground more ways than one and uh i just decided and this past April that I needed to start it up again. And I'm glad I did because it's so more relevant now and everything going on with Mars and even these issues of uh, Mars structures or are we alone mm -hmm. or not is much more relevant now than it was back in the early two thousands. So if anything, maybe that was just a training ground for me. I look at that as to where, where I'm at now though the world, like you said, has gone much crazier since then. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
um, phase back through time to help make our fate. And that's, again, keeping out a long story that I won't uh, get into tonight. But uh, it's accurate. But I'm crazy, as they'll tell you. <laughs> in time and uh that's the thing that's important is uh what what and where it's going to go in time and uh and the things that's going to happen to us and where we're going to go because as you know all now as you all know now we have a space force and yep. that was put together publicly rather fast and uh vice president mike pence's own words states and that we're going to put american boots on the face of mars everyone's clapping and everyone you know is you know, clapping, and I'm like, then they just get what he just said? American <laughs> boots. No, American boots, military, being yeah. put on the face of Mars. And, needed, you know, no, no international collaboration, no commie chink, uh, Chinese uh, with us, and they're not bringing flags and flowers. They're bringing M60s. What would be the purpose? But notice the destination, the face of Mars. They're going to put American boots on, so... That's pretty telling, and it's uh, foretelling. But other than that, uh, what a ride it's going to be up to that point. And you mentioned about the green glow. Yeah, we have a green glow there on Mars, just like we do here on Earth. Mm -hmm. uh, sun's particles coming in, charging it up or whatnot, and uh, creating the luminescence like it does here for the aurora borealis and stuff like that. It has the same thing there on Mars, which... You know, again, is indicating oxygen, and only this past, past year even has been uh, no, noted that there is more oxygen there on Mars than has been told to us. So little by little, they're, they're coming out with new things, and but yet they're sending mission after mission there with the objective to only look for past signs, signs of mm. life, not present or extant life they have nothing on it that could even detect life unless it views it wiggling around and even then it would still call in the question because you have no way to test it right so yep. uh and so we're all being milked and reamed and for millions and billions according to dr gillivan trillions who Oh, yes, big time. And with a turtleneck snail pay speed policy agenda to take forever, they named it Perseverance. I call it the Perseverance Forever because it's just <laughs> taking forever to get us any type of truth about what's really yep. going on up there. And that's, you know, been the policy, but, you know, that. Hopefully that policy is going to break soon with Elon Musk and his plans for his big effing rockets uh, to get us how up there. Yeah, but how much of a uh, how much of a real player is Elon Musk? Because you know, and I know that this all you know everything is orchestrated, puppeteered, prepared, is sugar coated. Government has fingerprints all over everything Elon Musk is doing. So, I mean, how helpful is he really going to be to us? The individuals want to know what's going on. But I'll tell you this much, uh, you know, right now this is a very peculiar time for all this to be happening in 2020 when, uh, again, the world is on fire pretty much as it is. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, it, this is uh, something that we're going to head into like a brick wall, Gary, where we're going to have disclosure very soon. I remember 10 years ago, 15 years ago, watching videos that showed what looked like vegetation on Mars. 
And, you know, you see the uh, the pyramid structures near the face on Mars, and there's so many different things that are up there that people are completely missing. I saw some footage that showed really what looked like uh, a sphinx, a whole city. Several different videos showed different cities on Mars, and these are directly from NASA. And uh, I'm, I'm not talking about some hokey-dokey stuff that somebody just uh, photoshopped. I'm talking about... 10, 15 years ago and directly from NASA. So, I mean, this is something they've been sitting on for a long, long time. Well, well, they have since 1976, in fact. Uh, yeah. But it seems that they had prior knowledge even before then about what they oh, yeah. find up there, potential thereof. Now, regards to Elon Musk, uh, let's just say, like my friend Dr. John Brandenburg would state that basically, you know, you know, he laughs. He basically works for the U.S. government now. That they're right. not just going to let him go up there and fulfill his plans unless you know it's on their timetable and and upon their permissions. And uh, I think that they should highly invest in them. Uh, they got Elon now working with NASA to some degree. NASA, in my opinion, is incredibly jealous of them. Uh, they, if they had a choice, they wouldn't really want to work with them or anyone else. They're all conglomerates and sold out to us over the years by traders in these policies, only not to bring us to space, but to keep us down from space and to destroy our space program. But President Trump and the Patriots are turning now all that around. And so now, basically, they have to work. Uh, Elon Musk is working with NASA to a capacity, as you know. They just successfully launched uh, two astronauts up in one of their Falcon uh, 9 rockets to go back to space. So we don't have to depend on other nations ferrying us anymore. And uh, that's just the start. But uh, Like Russia, government- which is <laughs> like Russia which is, by the way, who we depend on mostly to go into space. It's ironic that they're the number one enemy boogeyman that they keep, you know, throwing in our face. But when we needed somebody to take us to space, it was the Russians. Yes, indeed. And I think China's more of the boogeyman uh, than anything these days. But, uh, yeah, you could also, you got to keep the Russians arms breadth as well. Uh, they're in cahoots together, too. And that's, you know, they're lying. They're frustrated about what's going on. But uh, regards to the structures, that, you know, you mentioned the face. That's the famous face of Mars where mm-hmm. it's all being alluded to where American boots are going to be. But right. like this image of data that I found from UFO Diaries that was provided by Hoagland, but he will never answer about, uh, they, it shows there is more than one face there. The, the, Mars is, the Mars we now know is not the Mars they now know. You right. know and th- these are the things that are going to have to be disclosed to us more and more, especially as space forces and any type of col- colonization civilian trains would follow. Uh, these more of these issues has to be acclimated and uh, outright disclosed to us. And uh, I believe that now we're at a time that acclimation period is pretty much over, giggle factors, all that shit. And, yep. uh, you know, over the years, and now we're at a time to where we must be told. Because uh, mm-hmm. the, the main theme of creating the space, the space Force so fast, and many people overlook this. They just think it's because of the, commie ch- the c- Chinese and the Russians, and the obvious reasons, you know, the threats from this planet and to protect our satellites and all that crap. But they, they say, of course, but the thing is that there's threats coming from deep space that they're more alluding to about. Now that 
is the key right there. Threats coming from deep space. What is these threats coming from deep space that has them so nervous? I don't know, but uh, uh, it's bearing about what happened to Mars, that someone had nuked Mars with two giant uh, hydrogen bombs, nuclear weapons that went off mm -hmm. there long ago, the size of the Empire State Building, uh, that did uh, that didn't quite a number on Mars and its civilization there, uh, potentially from an outward source. It could be from the same source as the deep threats coming, you know, you know, from deep space. The threats coming from deep space. Yeah, people. Right. Say, well, that could be asteroids. Well, fine. Well, why would you need a you know a new space force? You know, when we all hear hints of secret space programs and all that. And look at the symbology. Uh, they they even maybe, have the Starfleet maybe. Academy Star Trek symbol like. Uh, type of thing for their symbol. I mean, yeah, I just know, look, look at the symbology. <laughs> it, it always been planned. It's been, it's been there. You know, uh, this world's going to go on a different route uh, than it has. Um, we're on a new timeline, and I won't get into that now. I'm phased back through time to help make our fate for that. I know I'm crazy, but again, let's see where things are going because uh, that ain't nothing compared to what's going to be happening and what's already happening, you know, and people need to start waking up to see and that the wool has been in front of our eyes for all this time from these people mm -hmm. and uh, these so-called leaders and traitors and stuff. But uh, how acclimating us to the reality that we're not alone that's only part of the issue but if they're more of a threat that we need to deal with that's an even greater issue that we have to but face. how do you do but how do you deal with that kind of a threat though gary if they can come here from alpha centauri let's just say let's not even say they're martians they said they can come here from another galaxy that means their, their technology is way ahead of us so i mean how do we deal with something like that well, then we have to take into consideration and who might be friendlies that may be the enemies of our enemies that may be also uh, in position on this table that we're not being That's told. That's the ticket, yeah. That technology transfers or anything that we have gained to help give us a foothold. If you're familiar with Colonel Corso in his book, The Day at the Roswell, he oh, lays yeah. out those scenarios about the need to get the technology out. Now, regards to any other players, which... I'm assuming that there are. Um, I just, you know, we got to hope for the best, and uh, you know. Did you no see the? Uh, did you see? Hold on, just not to cut you off. I'm sorry, but did you see the interview that Donald Trump did with Donald Trump Jr. recently uh, called "Triggered" for the uh, podcast? That uh, okay? Are you, you saw the uh, the portion where they asked him about aliens in Roswell. Yes, but I, my my problem was uh, well, with his son there. He should also ask them about Mars. The Mars bone is connected to the UFO bone. Uh, Dr. Brandenburg also states that as Mars has a lot of uh, huh, mysteries, and but there's a lot mm -hmm. of knowledges. Even in its name for the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, when it was first uh, being put forth to go up, I did a show at Hoagland and where he would bring up the fact of the report that uh, that we are the first nation sending the first probe to reconnaissance a foreign planet. Yeah, Gary, do you understand the wording of that? Yeah, foreign <laughs> nation. Exactly. So who, who are they really trying to tell us really owns Mars, he states, and meaning that someone's home that or potentially still home. Um, right. And, uh, and foreigners. 
And uh, so when we need to send many more boots to put on the face of Mars, American boots, that's a term for military that was being touted for the Space Force. Later, this past, uh, what, a month or so ago, Pence said the same thing, but he says we're mm-hmm. going to put American astronauts because it wasn't in line with the Space Force he was talking about, but sending astronauts back to space and putting astronauts on Mars as part of the space program. The first go-around, it was in a speech dealing with creating the Space Force, So, which means we're going to have our astronauts, but we're going to have also a Space Force that's going to be placed there with a bunch of Space M60s. And what's the point of that? Unless someone's still home, we're going to go under and get the subsurface illegals. You know? I mean, something's going on. So, um, and there is uh, weird fluctuations, just like here on Earth, every year uh, that belch out uh, methane. Just like mm-hmm. here on Earth, life does that. You know, life does that. So is it life, microbiology, and, you know, whatever, uh belching out periodically on Mars the seasons as well or is it uh, from the subsurface illegals activities from underneath belching out every now and then uh, now why would that also be seasonally I don't know because they could belch out whenever they need to belch out if someone's home but I right. don't know but I'm just saying that to expect a lot more from Mars than what you're being taught and, and thought. And when you see these images of giant bizarre world type pyramids and face pyramids and and artscapes and all this stuff, uh, one must consider that uh, you know, not only are we not alone, but we need to like figure out immediately what's really there. And especially as we go there, you know, because uh, if someone's home, we don't need to relive, you know, how human expansion usually goes, yeah, at least by the history on this planet, of what we may encounter there, unless we're granted permission somehow, and that will stay silent until all that reveals itself. I don't know. But uh, there's a wars-type footing going on, and there's a threat coming from deep space. That's the real reason for the war-type footing. And it's not just asteroids. Something or someone's coming back they're expecting, and uh, or that's may, maybe already here. You Do you know, think it's the Anunnaki? Because, of course, that's what a lot of folks think it's happening, that the Anunnaki's coming back. Well, the Anunnaki, that's a big uh, part of it. Uh, they We do know by their telling to the Sumerians and from their uh, artifacts found in tablets and the stories mm-hmm. told that they have also been to Mars. They have also described of carving a face using beam, beam uh, I'll say beam weapons, but beaming. Right. Uh, the, the carve up the services to create a face, uh, though it's not the face of Sidonia many people want to attest to because they think that's the only one because they think we're being told the truth. They're mm-hmm. overlooking these other images that also do not look like the face that's described by the Anunnaki. But that aside, that just tells us, hey, that face is still out there somewhere on there and that uh, we should not be surprised that there is a face pyramid on Mars uh, attributing at least to the Anunnaki story we have some semblance of of what we're told that we should expect so to consider certainly the Anunnaki could be part of the picture but then again who knows the civilization on Mars that are going by the Anunnaki timetable should be far older than the Anunnaki's presence in the inner uh, inner planets of the solar system. Um, so 
I, I don't know. But then again, they could have intermingled. These are the bigger questions that mm-hmm. those in the know know. And, you know, so we all we could do is speculate on that and try to weigh evidences and contemplate from that. And, uh, you know, but until disclosures come, yeah, but the Anunnaki are a big, you know, obviously a big part of that picture because they have had their obvious also history here on Earth as well, not just mentioning about Mars and thus uh, a hand in our creation by them. You know, so, again, th- this covers so many different avenues of human beliefs, human cultures and religions and all this, but uh, reality is reality nonetheless. And when reality shows up and hits us in the face, that's what we have to be prepared for, aside from all our beliefs and cultures and whatnot, because we're going to have to adapt or be subdued. I honestly think that uh, the next big war on this planet it's not going to be so much the alien invasion but it's once we are disclosed fully disclosed that aliens exist that we've been lied to i think there's going to be a huge revolt on this entire planet where people are just going to really go at the government for keeping this a secret uh because i truly think that this is something that we've been lied to for uh centuries and uh the people are are you know ready to just uh accept the reality that we're not alone. Uh, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, look at the universe. Look at the entirety of what we know, and it's a very small part of it. I mean, they came yes, out recently indeed. with... They came out recently, yeah. Gary, with... Was it a list of like 30-something different, uh, at least possible races in our own galaxy alone? Oh, yeah, that came from the Russians and others uh, that have stated that. And it's very possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows how much disinfo is mixed in with truth. And uh, But those were the days gone by, again, based on Brookings. But now, um, based on Brookings, in my opinion, we're at a time now where we must be told. So, And we're at the just at the crux of that. That's why the Martian revelation is so important, because it's not just a show at that point. Uh, right. It's, it's, a, it's a worldwide phenomena reality that we gotta have to deal with and accept and uh learn to deal with and uh regardless uh, of regards of vo- revolting against those truths i don't know about that yeah i used to think the same way but based on brookings people still look to authority figures first and they'll look to them uh they will they would have had changes already based on brookings you know society breakdowns it will be a limited a limited uh, aspect of that once disclosures come uh, because we're going to be f- faced with so many other issues I think until it's just about upon us uh, that, we, that we're going to need to be prepped for. Again uh, who, out of all these races like I said hopefully you know the friend of our uh, I mean the enemy of our enemies our friends type of thing going on to where uh, there's some t- type of collaboration to help us as well as to help them and uh, I, I mean, there's many types of stories. It's, who knows what to believe, you know, but it's all interesting and to contemplate because we're seeing things and images that should not be there regardless that justify any natural explanation. Uh, and people 
find it hard to believe or accept because sometimes they say, well, it's so big. You know, there's no way people can fathom that. Well, there's the limited mindsets. And if they can't get over structures that are being two miles wide, you know, and whatnot, a mile wide, mile and a half long, a couple miles wide, how are they going to deal with the reality of an incoming threat from deep space? Ronald Reagan said it, and yet is there mm -hmm. not an alien presence already among us, meaning they're already here. I think, uh, honestly, Gary, they've always been here. I think we are the aliens, and that's uh, going to be the big secret they're going to reveal. That uh, Maybe not entirely every human being is uh, a descendant, but a big chunk of the population is a descendant. And it makes sense. We go to uh, territories uh, here, you go back in history, and you know every time we land somewhere, we conquer and... Uh, and I'll say we in general as a population, like here in the United States, for example, when uh, Caucasians came over and the natives were here, it didn't turn out too well for the natives, remember? That's what Hawkins said would happen if aliens came down here. Well, what if that scenario already didn't happen and that's where we get the mythology and the Bible lores and all that stuff, and it's directly from Mars. And a lot of it's intermingled and now we're interracially all mixed, are the big you know, uh, folks that uh, that got left behind or stayed behind—they're originally from Mars. That uh, I think explains uh, the differences in a lot of us uh, when it comes to the way we look. You know, our ethnicities, our races here on Earth. Mm -hmm. And it also brings up a scriptural aspect, and when one considers that, because that's the intermingling of between two different seeds. Correct. Does yeah. that not? Familiar, and uh, you know, and all those uh, issues are on the table. Uh, whether, like I was discussing last night a little bit, well, trying to, it's so complex. But uh, if the Martians were, let's say, fallen angels, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, they came here, and we know, you know, you know, thirty percent of the cosmos, when you look up, sided with the enemy of God, uh, you know, of the capital G, and all the. You know, the big G, of that. the big homie. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> if they are the Martians, that means they're already here. And, you know, and, it, and when you watch that movie, uh, John Carter, of the, and when they show the Therns, yeah. uh, they're, they're not good guys at all, are they? And so it makes you wonder how easily then one could seed or intermingle and or still manipulate other worlds while they don't even have to be indigenous here. They can come to and fro and have this whole other scenario going on unbeknownst to us uh so there's lots of things to consider here and you're absolutely right that's, that's what i mentioned earlier about the subsurface illegals if there's we're just going to start showing up there colonizing while yet you know we're reconnaissing a foreign planet it's the indians all over again or, or is this something else? Is it more like a Martian Chronicles type of acceptance of each other, if you're familiar with that movie, um, and the implications? Uh, there's, there's so many ways to look at it. I do, a, I do and am in 100% agreement that we need to expand from this planet uh, for obvious reasons uh, to continue on, as well as to help replenish the Earth till kingdom come. I'm a yep. Christian. I'm a believer. And, you know, no one else has to be. That's everyone's personal fate there, right? If those are true or not. <laughs> but, <laughs> we'll only find out, Gary, once we pass away. That's the only time we're ever going to find out whether our beliefs are true or not.
Well, indeed, and when we're resurrected, you know, if the, well, that's well, there you just, go. Oh, but so so far, very few people that are resurrected remember what the hell happened. Like, <laughs> there's very few that are like, you don't have a memory, but it could have been a dream. But nobody comes back and says, you know what? Yeah, man, I lived about 50 years ago and I died this way. And I, I, I tell you, what I what I saw on the other side about the future is fucked up. Check this out. So far, nobody's been that guy and been accurate. That's the problem. Right. And the only one that seemed to be a uh, return from the dead so far is King Holy Be Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> like that. That's the whole because he promises it to others. If there wasn't, what would be the what would be the point of even worshiping him? How does it benefit us? Why would we give a shit? You know? Uh so that's that's how I continue to look at it with the hope because you know, at, at least that faith-wise, personally for me. But regards to these other things, it just shows us uh, by the things we are seeing out there. It does look like that a battle, a war in the heavens that took place at some point, at some point in time. Even uh, those who do are not religious come to those assertions by the thing type of things that they see, and especially by the signatures of weaponry going off on Mars, and mm-hmm. you know. And, other planets and moons are being whoop-de-dooed, that something was going on. And uh, so a cosmic war in the heavens does seem to at least scripturally connect. Now, whether what, what's all true, what's all the details, all that needs to yet be found. Because uh, the more answers that we trickle and get, the it, we just get three, four times more, more questions. questions <laughs> And it is what it is, right? But we're progressing. My opinion, though, is I think that we could adapt. We must adapt. We're not running around with bones in our noses, well, at least for the most part. Well, that's not, oh, yeah, not all of us. Remember Eddie Murphy Raw? Oh, foo foo. I want half Eddie. Let me ask you a question, Gary, uh, uh, because uh, you hit something on the head that I wanted to get to real quick. Uh, you know, I find it ironic that right now, you know, uh, when we look at space and everything, uh, you know, that we look at it as from a view that we're novice, we're starting to, like, to explore. Like you said, we need to conquer other planets, we need to move out and expand. Um, and I've always had this theory, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Uh, my theory has always been that uh, if you take science uh, as fact, and I do believe science is a, a fact, why is it some people have such a hard time uh, making that connection between science and possibly a divine being? Uh, because they could easily be one and the same. Maybe a, a, a big G God created the entire spectrum of everything and said, you know what? Now evolution takes over and, and you know lets uh, the rest of that happen as the way it does. And it shows it shows creationism. Uh, we can learn what elements are. We cannot make the elements, but he surely right. used science and 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 uh, to know how to make things, to know how things can interact with other things, you know, and whether it's beneficial or detrimental to other forms of life and elements. Uh-huh. Uh, so, it, it, but that's what the thing is. A lot of people don't want to see or accept a creator because then that would uh, imply creation. And, right. Well, that's the eightfold battle of this earth, you know, the creation and a creator. There's two sides at war with each other, and one side owns this planet at the moment. Who's on the losing end? Well, and, let me ask uh, you. Let me, let me but, stop right there. You know, the creator in the Bible it says that uh, God said, "Let there be light," and then there was light. Right. 
Uh, that sounds like the Big Bang, if you ask me. You know, God said, let there be light. There is nothingness. There's the bang. Now we have light. So you could easily equate the two as, you know, being one. And they look, for there to be something, there has to be, you know, nothing uh, to come. From something to come out of nothing, there had to be something that triggered that something to happen. I mean, it's hard to, con you know, to really wrap your mind around nothing, creating something. You know what I mean? So right. there's always that big question of the big G. But now we're dealing with the big G, and then when you deal with that, that's one thing in the whole spectrum of the cosmos. But what we're trying to get to is aliens being the little G that might have come here and seeded our life here on Earth, might have been expanding already, which you talked about us expanding outward. What if our right. our job is to continue to expand because we've been expanding from other places and our destination is always to continue to expand exactly and therefore you know once we're at a technological standpoint we're doing that uh right. you know we could become the next gods ourselves and you know and create life or manipulate or interact with exactly. it exactly and, you know, we could easily become, you know, the gods in their eyes as well. Um, mm -hmm. It's just the pattern will continue and continue um, up until, again, Kingdom Come. Well, however, you know, that <laughs> happened. But until then, uh, we got to strive and we're going to be pushing outward and we're going to do what needs to be done. And uh, everyone in the universe is not a friend to us. And we know really Jack Squat compared to... Uh, and even knows in a no compared to what must really be awesome be out and there. out there. Yeah. You know? No, but uh, we're, we're not all friendly here on Earth. I mean, how many uh, people here get along? I mean, for crying out loud, even on social media, people don't get along. Imagine uh, right. you look at the Middle East, they don't get along. In China, they don't get along. In Russia, they don't get uh, amongst themselves. In the U.S., we don't get along. It's it, it's a it's a crazy uh, world we live in, so I can only imagine either the races that are looking uh, up or down from space to us are like, man, these guys. I don't know if they're ready for uh, to to continue seeding in life, and uh, I think that's going to be part of the next spectrum of our evolution. Is we've got to get our shit together because if not, we're going to stay quarantined on this planet for a lot longer, and we're not going to be allowed to join. Beings, those beings that you're talking about that look down, oh, why would they land here? It could have been them that have been around here for a while to help this world Correct. and help us and all different nations be the way that it is uh, as well. You know, so there's two ways, you know, it's got it's all got to be looked at. But we as humans, like my guest last night, Ben Creighton, you know, he just says, you know, let these guys feud it out and, you know, just let's get out of here. He doesn't, you know, he lost his faith and whatnot. And I see certain arenas of where he's going. And I, I think there's a UFO in a damn sky. I'm looking at it through my eye. <laughs> That's just the moon and you're just on good meds. Yeah, no, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, I kid, I kid. So, so or do depending I? on who and what's out there and what we're dealing with and who's here and who's really been the masters behind this planet. Again, I allude to John Carter and the therns uh -huh. of how that it may very well have been possible for us here on Earth as well. And it most likely is. I think that's part of the acclimation of that fact to get us used uh, to that concept. Uh, then there's Stargates, the series, and uh, other shows, you know, 
uh, shows worst case scenarios or mixes in a bunch of bullshit with some facts and truth to right. get us used to ideas. So for the upcoming time when we must be told, because Brookings only gave a, a, a scheme of like maybe, what, 70 or 80 years before right. we would need uh, ready for whatever it is ultimately that well, they that, really have. That's the media to. conditioning. And uh, even uh, William Cooper uh, in Behold the Pale Horse actually wrote about this, where we're going to have in the upcoming uh, century, we're going to have a false flag fake alien invasion, uh, which is going to be just brief to announce that, yeah, there is life out there when they're ready to start fully disclosing what's happening. And, I mean, you can read that in the book itself. And he's talking about that happening shortly after you're going to see a whole lot of mass shootings at schools. They're going to try to go for your guns. With an alien invasion, are we going to know it's false flags? It could also be, they could probably just be telling us that it would be a real alien invasion. If you follow scripture and whatnot, yeah. obviously someone's going to be uh, slammed down uh, with with a bunch of wrath. And uh, as in the days of Noah, we know that they were coming down on the earth, uh, mingling. Uh, again, you had your intermingling. Uh, and that was a no-no. And that was a part of the rebels. Now... So who's to say that that's not already going on or will be going on and they'll be angered and we'll be seeing them. And again, who's the threat coming from deep space? Are they either preparing for the enemy or they're preparing for King Holy Be Jesus, thinking that they'll be able to stop them? I don't know. Uh, all, the, all of these factors apply and, and we try to rationalize and think about it. And some people have so much faith, that, so-called faith, that they won't even be challenged to think of anything otherwise. While yet that's unrealistic, it's, you can still be faced with these challenges. If anything, that's what uh, helps faith more is uh, facing these challenges and uh, meeting it head on and learning to adapt and deal with it. Uh, to me, that just strengthens faith. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe because... You know, like Christ says, his kingdom's not of this earth. And obviously, the beings that came here and interacted biblically, you know, the UFOs and mm -hmm. time of the energy and all that, all of these things can be connected. Um, so it, it is what it is. We are who we are. They live more, longer, grander lives. You know, God bless them, but some of them pissed yeah. it away, apparently, you know. But, yeah. but who knows? I no, but we have to just. Well, it's all speculation. It's all speculation uh, until we get the final verdict and we see, you know, the aliens walking around amongst us. Uh, we could speculate all we want, but you know, we don't have definitive proof of anything. That's the sad part. One thing we do know, and uh, we, you know, we don't need to speculate on is that we're going round and round on a planet that's circling the sun, in you know, in the cosmos, and we're part of a, a galaxy that's filled with trillions of stars, trillions of planets, and every day NASA's finding more and more planets that look like they're, they're habitable. And that's just what they tell us. So, I mean, that is what we do know as a collective. The rest of it is, uh, again, all speculation, and even that, in itself is speculation because who the heck knows what the truth is. As far as the the Jesus, uh, you know, coming back, it makes sense. There, right? Make, yeah. It makes sense, though, yeah. But as far as Jesus coming back, what if he never left? What if Jesus was made up? I mean, there's it's speculation everywhere in the Bible. Noah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, going back to your point about Noah, the, the, even that's uh, taken a little bit out of context when it comes to the trials of Gilgamesh. And one thing I've always... Uh, 
or you know the journeys of Gilgamesh. But one thing about Noah's flood and a lot of the floods throughout the biblical histories that I've always kind of said was, and this is just my logical mind trying to make sense of it without an alien intervention. And just hear me out, Gary. Uh, my theory is that since all these different books are written from different men, we know that, men wrote these books. It wasn't like God came down from the heavens and said, all right, humans, here's another chapter of my book called The Heavenly God, and now I'm going back and I'm going to keep typing on my uh, Windows 25. That never happened. So we have a you know a book that's been written by man, King James Version, whatever version you want, the Holy Quran, whatever. And they all kind of have like a flood moment. And the reason I've always theorized that is because everybody writes within the radius of where they live. And we've all had thunderstorms, we've all had hurricanes hit us, we've all had different events happen. And when you're writing about something, you know, 100, 200, 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, and you write about a, a, an event that seems like it's a global disaster, it could have just been a really bad, messed up thunderstorm that hit your area and destroyed your, your house made out of wood and sticks, and now all of a sudden, oh my goodness, it's a global disaster that the whole entire planet is destroyed, and it might have been just like a three-mile radius that got kind of messed up in a, in a dust storm or hurricane or something, but they write about it as this global event, because that's all they kind of knew at the moment, and it, it, that also goes with my theory about you know certain species from our own planet that might have been explorers, hundreds and hundreds of years ago that landed in certain areas where there was other androgynous uh, androgynous humans living there and other civilizations. They saw these people for the first time. They were like, well, these must be gods or aliens. Check these guys out. And there were just people that have been here, human beings that have been here for you know same amount of time, just evolved differently from whatever happened many thousands and thousands of years before, how they got here, who the heck knows. But it's that first encounter where usually people have like maybe that, you know, misunderstanding that these are humans also to where like now they're mystified as gods and otherworldly beings because they got here on these exotic ships known as, you know, sailing ships, pirate ships, who the hell knows. You know what I mean? But it's that, that mentality the humans have that they always, you know, right now, especially with ancient aliens and all these different TV shows, where we throw everything to the alien hypothesis and that's the only answer. As in ancient humans, on what you were saying there, we could have had so many species on Earth right. beforehand, Adam, and uh, they may have broke away from Earth as well and come to return, and you know, and oh, the uh, whole Adam and Eve story, by the way, Gary, that's to me a, a bunch of nonsense because look, Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel, one killed the other, but yet they made that one maiden had kids. Who the hell did he made with it? If he was the son of Adam and Eve, and there was no more beings but Adam and Eve, right? So in other words, there was people. The Bible tells you that he went, and there was a village, and there was other people there, and that's how he met his mate, and that's how he had his kids. So in other words, what the hell's going on? And then, you know, the Bible doesn't tell you about those people. It just says, yeah, God made Adam and Eve, and then they had Cain and Abel. And how the rest of humanity, nobody knows. And it might have been an inbreeding, a whole lot of it, which for that kind of amount of inbreeding to you know create the entire planet's population, let me tell you, very few retarded people, because you would expect plenty full of retards, like Gary, if this was 
all the inbreeding that you know the bible is full of uh, misconceptions and perhaps a lot of it's been rewritten over time which that again is because man has had their fingertips and their utensils and rewriting literature and history and doing all this nonsense to our, to what we have been you know in, indoctrinated in and conditioned to believe the king james version people like put their faith in in that that was reorchestrated by King James. Exactly. And, so, <laughs> and, uh, was a God changed, and you know, and then people think that that's the Christian way, you know, Christ right. Easter, that other shit uh, that has nothing to do with Christ, and uh, you're it's absolutely all mental right. conditioning. Yep, and force conditioning, you know, you know, burning at the stake type conditioning, you know. <laughs> You know, and even not to read it at some point unless you spoke Latin, like that was some yeah. type of holy language. I mean, it, it's all nuts, but uh, the, but the conditioning could apply again, even from a uh, from an intelligent species of you know that happens to come here from somewhere else, and that uh, maybe live longer and have a lot more ability and technology to steer a planet, whether to become a uh, a beneficial of itself or. Uh, or like you said, to keep us all down here imprisoned and to make sure that, you know, we never reach out to be where and as they are. Um, the Anunnaki were concerned with that as well, you know, uh, especially the God of the Bible as well. You know, uh, the Tower of Babel situation. And uh, regards to the flood, though, they're all over the earth. Um, why it, it could have been... Uh, Global as the states, because even on the highest peaks of mountains, you're finding fossils and you're finding seashells, you're finding all sorts of crap. But uh, at the same token, um, other whoop de doos have happened to the earth before, like off of Cuba, under what, 10 to 15,000 foot of water or something? There's, you know, a, a city, you know, which has been above the land maybe definitely more than 10, 20,000, 30,000 years ago. Um, right, you know, which could have been caused by polar shifting, uh, which happens naturally as, you know, everybody's worried about global warming. Well, that's a part of, of nature, and that would cause some kind of shifting. And the poles don't, I mean, there's two models for polar shifting. Either it happens immediately or it happens gradually over time. If it happens gradually yeah. over time, you're going to have more of an effect on the continent and that kind of stuff would happen. Right. And, and you had the Anunnaki model where even they stated themselves it was because of the effects from uh, their uh, planet, uh, you know, and around its obvious dwarf star right. or whatever, uh, ca causing the whoop-de-doos um, as it comes back in and it, and it just causes havoc upon the gravitational of all the planets, not just uh, Earth but Mars and other planets as well. And... Uh, and when events do happen there, like Atlantis is sunk, it's buried, you know, destroyed, uh, under, buried under so many feet or miles for all we damn know. And uh, if you're familiar with, uh, whatever his name's right on the tip of my tongue, uh, Cremo, Michael Cremo, yep. uh, he's a, a bit in archaeology, you know, mm -hmm. digging up things from very, very deep. And it's like, you know, these are all from past advanced things from uh, past civilizations. Who knows from who right. or what and, and from different epochs. Maybe mm -hmm. uh, even those that may have escaped the Earth if they became spacefaring, which I think is a good point uh, that they have been and, uh, and or have been 
inhabited, but according to the Anunnaki, it was the effects of their planet, and they knew what was going on, and that the world would be covered in flood and destroy people, and they had a plan to destroy man. And uh, there's your Noah's, you, Sudra, and uh, Utnapishtim story, which, you know, basically the same story, uh, you know, and saving the seeds. And I have a feeling a lot of that was really genetics um, as well as maybe some animals. But then again, I don't know. I wasn't there, uh, <laughs> you know, because of faith issue. But at the same time, it, it makes uh, a lot more questions because something yep. so advanced that yeah it, it would make sense look notice how we build our so-called uh seed bunkers to store dnas and seeds and all this shit around the planet norway's one there's other points on this earth where they got them uh for any you know and if and when earth disasters come uh but a lot of these whoop doos have to deal with that planet of the crossing and we have more evidence for that not just of what they state uh, that's in those tablets like Zechariah Sitchin and others uh, have, have stated about. But we also have the way that the outer planets are, and it shows evidence that there's, there's something that tugs at them, yep. that's something that changed their orbits, and, you know, all the more so, we have the inner asteroid belt, and we have the outer uh -huh. one, the uh, Cooper belt, and yep. we know that there's a trail of crap that comes in front of, as well as behind uh, the the planet of the crossing, you know, and asteroids and all sorts of stuff. And more and more, they have been uh, coming our way more and more. But whatever it is, I think it's coming back in. Uh, let, me ask you a let me ask you a question right there before you continue, Gary. Uh, do you think that part of that could be in Revelations, of course, you know, in the Bible, we talk about the end times and the revelation about the end times deals with the fires that come from heavens and uh, and you know what is going to be the end of the of the life on earth? Could that possibly have been maybe not a, a vision of the future, but of something that happened in the past when they passed and by before? Because it would it would happen often. It would just depend, right. I guess, upon your proximity of the planet of the orbit at the time of the of the passing happens, depending right. where you are, is where you are, you know. And at, at some points, at certain points, you're going to get whoopty dude by right. it, you know, um, if the planet still exists. Now, we know that the planet between Mars and Jupiter blew up, but that was due to, yeah, the, the planet of the crossing as it was, but it was done uh, by cleaving it, its moons cleaving it. Um where well, wouldn't that damage? Yeah. Wouldn't that damage to the planet, though? I mean, that's uh, that's also something we got to think about. And in fact, uh, that goes along with my theory. I don't think it's a singer. I don't think it's just a planet, Gary. I think we're talking about a dwarf sun that passes with planets around it, and one of those, maybe uh, multiple of those planets, are inhabited by the Anunnaki. Hey, thus Nibiru, the world they come from, and that's that's the trick of it, you know, a, a yeah. binary star, very many binary stars, but right. uh, from the Anunnaki side, that they state that it was originally in the past that it was their planet and its moons. One of its moons is our moon, and uh, and our planet itself is a chunk of that planet that uh, got destroyed by by the, the that celestial battle they call it between Mars and Jupiter, and it's, it's 
some people are claiming that Mars was also once a moon to this Tiamat, and that's possible as well. I mean, yep. again, I wasn't there, but, uh, you know, proximity and how it looks and how it was splashed and it looks like, uh, certainly, you know, and uh, if our planet is the, the uh, a top chunk of it, it would make sense, too, because Tiamat was described as a watery world with rivers of gold. They thought but when they came here uh, to get the gold that they needed for their atmosphere, you know, put it up like dust particles in the air to help sustain their planet because it was uh, the weather was getting out of control. They had to come here to Earth, and they thought it would be easy but because this is a, a blasted chunk and, you know, healing and spiraling around. And whatever, and doing this thing and healing, which the Marineris Trench, I believe, is a big scar from what broke. And, you know, as the world uh, uh, heals, you know, how it sinks in and it formates. Right. That. It's, it says that, you know, they had to dig and it, it was it was deep in the earth, the gold. They were expecting to be near the surface like Tiamat would have been. So it makes sense that if we are uh, part of that planet, we should go explore the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. We'll find the same elements, the same things, gold, water, all sorts of other shit of things that we see here on Earth that should match if we, uh, in fact, were of that. Now, our moon was given to us, they say, by uh, because it was one of the ones that was heralded over several attempts. It wasn't just one passing and it cleaved it apart. It was due to a few events. Uh, you know, Do you think that maybe they, they on purpose they uh, might have left that behind uh, as a satellite for them to like use as a base? Ah, uh, well, the moon. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, do yeah, you think about it? The perfect place, the perfect place, the perfect, the perfect place to like you know hide out will be the moon. If you think about it, if you're an alien race and you're so much advanced. It also acts as a counterbalance. Like when you put a, right. in my description, like when you uh, uh, weigh, put weights on a wheel of a tire to balance it out. I know uh -huh. that might be a primitive mindset. I'm not a scientist, a <laughs> physicist, but it does make sense. And how it doesn't turn the way it does, and it has rung like a bell. Correct. People believe it's artificial, and that very yep. well may be. Um, and it's not too hard for any advanced, maybe type one, type two civilization out on the Kardashevian scale uh, that would be able to move planetary bodies. And whether Earth, the chunk just happened to wind up here or was it positioned here is another thing. I don't know. But uh, there, it, it would imply that possibility if the moon certainly was positioned, maneuvered and positioned into place. Uh, and it creates a tidal lock with the Earth as well as a balancing portion. I mean, that kind of makes sense. I mean, I can't really fully explain it, but I, I, I get it, what I'm seeing. It's just hard to put in words. Again, I'm not a physicist. Well, it, it goes with uh, Einstein's theory of uh, the universe and relativity and the way the, the balance of the fabric of the universe would work. Everything is uh, it, it's a space fabric, as he called it, time and space is a fabric that has a balance uh, in the, and we circle around the sun. How is that even possible? Now, if space and time is a fabric, you need to counterbalance as you're going around the sun. And remember, we're spiraling also out of control when it comes to the way we're traveling in space because we're not just, like, suspended in space. We're literally, like, right. moving. As the planet rotates and it goes around the sun, the actual solar system itself is also traveling at 
tremendous speeds that we cannot even you know think about so everything is in constant movement and flux so you would need that counterbalance if you're going to see a perfect balance in a habitable zone that could sustain around this this thing we call the sun that gives us the life that we enjoy here on this planet it, it seems very artificial gary it seems very put together-ish, if you ask me. You know, considering how we see other planets, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're a creator. Again, you know, these are all things that we need <laughs> yep. to explore. And uh, it's fascinating discussions. It could go on hours and hours. And it does for some, you know. But uh, here oh, we, we are. You know, we we're just it. trying to figure out things. And uh, we're, we're being sped up. To where we're going to be learning about more things and yep. disclosures be coming because uh, there's a threat coming from deep space. It's just a shame that it takes something like that for us to come to these type of knowledges. But uh, I guess it is what it is. There's a war in the heavens. There's a evil presence here on Earth. A good and evil war, and I, I don't know. It's but either way, uh, we, we're going to have to rise up to it, and we're going to have to. At some point, maybe pick a side. I don't know. Would it even matter? Um, I uh, knows. We'll see where it goes. You know, that's all we can do, right? Uh, it's it's uh, funny how we all, we always go into the uh, the spectrum of there's a war in space uh, because you know we are warlike uh, beings here on Earth. But uh, I mean, as Michio Kaku put it, for us to elevate from a type zero civilization to a type one, type two, type three, we have to eventually get rid of this war mentality. Uh, if, I, if I'm looking at space and time, and I'm looking at beings that are coming from other planets, uh, at some point, if they're coming from outside our solar system, and they're not some kind of a, you know being that is not doing so well on, like, say, Mars. Let's just say Mars has been inhabited by beings from centuries and centuries and centuries, thousands of years ago. And they're still there. They kind of look like us. They were we evolved from them. And they're living underground. They're not doing so well, but they have some technologies. But not something that you would say that comes from, like, Alpha Centauri or another galaxy somewhere. They would come here light years away. Their technology is much more advanced, right? If they're able to come here from there... Um, you would think at some point that they are probably a scientific-bearing race, uh, maybe a spiritual race, but they've moved past the the war um, aspect of the mentality. You, it would help anyway. Yeah, you, you would hope. Uh, but, um, you know, the good news is that they're like us. The bad news is, is that they're like us. And you use a good description <laughs> of the various differences here on Earth. You have good and evil and all these yeah. different types of things. Just imagine and apply that to the multiplicities out there, civilizations potentially thereof, and what they must be like, advanced or otherwise. You would think that the more advanced, that the the less they would be of carrying these traits. But you never know. You never know. You know. But don't you and, think uh, that they would have blown us up to smithereens, that there was like uh, bad aliens already, like you know, all the way around? Uh, somebody at some point would have been like, yeah, these humans, let's just blow them out of the water and take all their resources and get it get done with them. I mean, wh- why would there be even protectors out there? What would be the cause? Other than take the gold? Well, they could do that already. They can get here from anywhere. Right. Uh, but then again, uh, there are obviously enemies out there, so enemies of our enemies become friends. I mean, uh, 
they, I don't know. I mean, it, it, we could just keep going around and around. That becomes uh, a big question, though. What do you think about it? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the big question. What do you make of the Pentagon releasing uh, the footage they did? I mean, do you think there's some of ours or some of uh, the Martians or maybe something from somewhere else? Well, if they're here, they, they definitely have a, a part in the power plays on this planet. So I, I would attribute that uh, they would be there as well. Uh, we, th- there is that coincidental outlook that the uh, DNM pyramid uh, and the Pentagon share characteristics, uh-huh. um, you know, in shape of the geometry and whatnot. Uh, but but then again, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't uh, make it as far fetched that. They're already here, uh, the Martians, and I got other reasons for that, but that's for another show because it gets real crazier, and I definitely need to pack them and smoke them more for that. I feel you. Uh, what do you think of? And I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. Then we got to wrap it up because I have uh, I have Kaiser on the on the waiting wings here, and uh, he's uh, got a big show on tonight, and uh, it's Father's Day also, so I know that a lot of folks. Uh, are out there uh, maybe want to spend a couple minutes uh, with their dads before Kaiser gets on and starts depressing the hell out of us with all the war talk. But <laughs> but uh, let me ask you this question, uh, and, and it, it's something that I think it's uh, maybe blown out of proportion a little bit by the, by the powers that be or the media, the question of hostility within the alien races uh, when it comes to uh, the religion aspect, uh, do you think religion is ready to move past the doctrination of uh, we're all alone? I know the Vatican came out uh, long, not long ago saying, yeah, the possibility uh, they exist, you know, they are our brethren and they're out there. But do you think our religions are ready to, like, really accept that? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's a hard one. <laughs> And not only that, he said that they were baptizable. Ah. Which, yeah, which means what? They're sinners. Right. Well, we were all Think sinners. <laughs> you know, so, you know, if that's the case, well, who are they trying to baptize? You know, uh, Enoch tried to plead for them once here on Earth in the book of Enoch. Those that have already been judged and found guilty and they didn't like the reply they got back. Uh, they weren't baptizable any longer. So for the Pope to come out and say that if if they are related, that is, uh, uh, that I, I don't see how. But then again, maybe. I mean, 30% did side of the cosmos sided with the enemy. So that tells me that sin and uh, these type of attributes would not just be limited to the earth. Thus, right. the need of cataclysmic battles uh, and such going on. So... That, but yeah, people of various religions would definitely, but they would have to adapt, or you go under. <laughs> the you shit will hit the fan. You think? <laughs> in the darkness, uh, I, I think where uh, Kirk was running away from the Ugabugas on a planet that was also called Nibiru in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. And oh yeah. Yeah. Kirk was carrying their sacred scroll. Then at some point he said, "Hell with this!" He threw it down. They. They picked up their scroll. Uh, Kirk jumped off the cliff. 
Next, you know, you, you see the Enterprise rise up, so he must have landed on the Enterprise, you know, over the cliff that they didn't see. They seen the Enterprise, then they uh, rise above this cliff that Kirk jumped. They dropped their damn scroll. All right, now think about this. They dropped their scroll, they made a circle of each other, and they drew the Enterprise in the middle. That is the uh, Prime Directive gone completely wrong. <laughs> That's why uh, that it's, concept uh, was created. It out their religion. They, 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 what they seen, it canceled out their religion. Yeah. And kind of like, in a way, attributing in a way to the cargo cults of the Philippines and stuff. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, when we would bring supplies, you know, the yoga boogers. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. The, the primitives <laughs> there. Uh, they, uh, they would be like, oh, wow, all these, all these, the gods are coming. They're flying in. They're bringing us food all the time. What happened when the food and the war was over? You know, and they just think, oh, man, these gods flew away. Let's make straw effigies of their planes, you know. I'll try to call them back, and they would burn it. Hopefully, that we would see it and come back and return yep. to pl times of plenty. So, in a way, that's kind of like the same thing, you know. And who knows yep. what type of faith they had? So, I mean, it's definitely going to have an impact. But you know what? My my outlook is even as a Christian, deal with it. Uh, you're going to have to deal with it no, no one way or the other. Because like you said, the only way we're really going to know is after we're dead and, and we get resurrected to know anything. Uh, so that's that's the hope. That's why they say Christ is the great hope. He's the only one that rose again. But uh, up until then, keep asking questions. You know, have your face, various face. Uh, just keep asking questions, uh, you know, the answers. All roads could still lead them for all we know. Uh, and it would might not appear that way because it goes off in totally different directions. But if he's a son of the creator and creator also of the universe or of a creator or a creation, that would make sense at some point. And maybe it's at that point when he's here, we will know all that anyway. You know, and many people are going to be like, wow, I, I certainly would love to hear what he has to say. I'll sit there for eternity listening. It's, you know how interesting something like that would be? Oh, but how do we know? I, yeah, but how, do we, how would we know if it's the real Christ uh, returning, though, Gary? That's that's the question of all questions. Because 2,000 years ago, the guy came around saying, yeah, I'm the son of God. I'm the, the Christ. People would be like, okay, uh, sure. But now they'll put him in a mental institution. There's a, well, that that yeah, you know why? You're not seeing the dead. You're not seeing the dead raise up and give and, and say, "What the hell is all this?" And 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 you know, you'll see that you'll see the dead. The people have died long ago. You know, and they, the, what do you think conversations, Christ aside or not, the conversations we'll have with them? That'd be <laughs> you know, very you know, scary. They think, scary. You have this. You have that. You know, all talking about each other's ages and things that happened and you know i mean it i just think it's gonna be it's gonna a scene be of the ghostbusters of it's gonna be a scene out of ghostbusters where i'm gonna be sitting in my <laughs> living room having a conversation with like abraham lincoln and shit i'll be like so mr lincoln how'd you feed them slaves and he's gonna be like well two scores and seven years ago now nah, it's been a little, little longer than that bro you got shot in the theater no shit. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. dead serious, bro. I'm I sorry sorry I'm using the pun dead. I apologize, Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's incredible to think about. But all these things are implied, but one thing for those of us living and breathing and able to see and hear, uh 
we're going to be seeing and hearing a lot, and we're going to have to be dealing with it regardless of face because uh, there's a threat coming from d- deep space, and that's yeah, what the Space Force is gearing up for. And ultimately, is to protect our homeland, like Trump said, and he says in that word, homeland, it becomes much more of meaning than just us here as a nation, but us as a world at some point. And... Uh, it needs to be built on our infrastructure, uh, a, a stable, solid infrastructure that could bring the world up to par to, to meet and to match, hopefully, what the, that threat's coming from deep space. Because something's going on, and uh, there are people that know, and we're just going to have to adapt. Uh, you know, if it loses your faith, uh, you lose your faith. And, yep. you know, who's the judge? But uh, but un- until, like you said, after you die, we'll see what happens. But uh, <laughs> but if you're alive and you happen to see others that were dead and coming back, uh, it's going to be very hard to put him in a cage uh, with something like that because that'll be a universal wow. But I yeah. think before that, <laughs> we're going to go through one heck of a ride and we're going to go through some amazing things before that happens, you know. But uh, again, what do I know? All I know is that what what I see up there on Mars you know, of data that I can see that's given to us and obviously not given to us through official means that is uh, showing us not only are we not alone, we we have a lot of questions to ask and uh, we got to grow some nuts. Indeed. Gary, it's been a great uh, time having you on the show here. Give the audience a little bit of a of a uh, of a way to reach to you. I know that you have uh, the the YouTube channel and of course Global Enlightenment uh, Radio Network. Uh, any direct uh, URLs you want to give out uh, and give you show times again? I want you to plug away, bro. All right, that's cool. Uh, the www.thefacesofmars.com. The facesofmars.com that'll take you to my main show page and you have access to the links to the archives and you know it's no spectacular site it is what it is but that's one way you could uh, check out the show and stuff um, you could hear access the YouTube stream channel there when the show's on or the Global Enlightenment Radio Network player there just under it uh, like a, not even a quarter way down the page as you scroll but uh, MarsRevealer at gmail.com MarsRevealer at gmail.com is my email uh, feel free to email me uh, anytime and thanks for having me on and uh, I think we should uh, do other shows in the future where we could get graphically intensive and get into some of these features and uh, uh, structures and whatnot. so if those not in the know of them you know, or even that are in the know of them. You know, it's always good to keep looking and seeing just how real these things are. And it's not just fantasy. This is a reality. Why do you think nations want to go there and keep secrets? The race is on. The Martian revelation beckons. Thank you and have a good night. You are the man. Thank you so much, Gary, for being here with us. Guys, we're going to be back in a couple minutes with Kaiser, who's going to surprise us with a little bit of news about his show. And I got a couple of other things that I want to get to. Uh, but uh, again, thank you so much for being with us, Gary. And uh, that was uh, an amazingly enlightening uh, hour and a half. And I know I kept you a little longer than I promised, though. So, uh, have yourself a great evening, sir. Talk you soon. Too. Good night. Good night. There you go, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, we're going to be right back with more inside the jackal's head. Stick around. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. 
Did you know that right now over 70 million people have had to leave their homes due to war and disaster? That's roughly the size of the United Kingdom. I can't imagine what it would be like to have to suddenly leave my home, where to take my family, how to survive, and most importantly, who will help us? Well, the answer is the International Rescue Committee. This wonderful organization was Albert Einstein's genius idea. They focus on the world's toughest places, Syria, Yemen, South Sudan, and deliver food and shelter, medical care. They also bring education and job training and work to rebuild communities. Please join me in supporting the International Rescue Committee. They help families just like yours and mine to survive, recover, and live their lives with hope and dignity. Under President Trump, America has become safer and stronger with endorsements from countless veterans and first responders. Joe Biden received endorsement by Osama bin Laden after our brave warriors took him out, which Joe Biden was against doing. What the reporting was accurate when I said I didn't say go, and I didn't. Bin Laden wrote his plan to attack Obama to make Joe Biden president, thinking that would be enough of a U.S. disaster in and of itself, expressing Biden is totally unprepared for that post which will lead the U.S. into crisis. Joe Biden, China's candidate, Iran's candidate, and Osama's candidate. We need a president who terrorists and tyrants fear. I'm fighting for you and I love doing it with everything that I have. And you know that. I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. Maxine Waters has spent decades doing nothing in D.C. and dividing our nation. Now she's leading the charge to impeach President Donald Trump. Impeachment is the imperative. He really should be punished. Radical Democrats like Maxine Waters are pushing the United States toward the brink of civil war. That's why Omar Navarro is taking on Mad Maxine and defending our president. In 2020, let's bring Americans back together and continue making America great. I'm Omar Navarro and I approve of this message. everybody welcome back to inside the jackal's head and uh thank you for staying here with us we got uh, kaiser coming up with kaiser talk radio on psn radio here in a few minutes wanted to also tell everybody how to uh, get to this show if you haven't uh, checked out the podcast page yet and if you want to download this episode you can do so for free f-r-e-e over on my main website, angelespino.com. That's A-N-G-E-L-E-S-P-I-N-O.com. Angelespino.com. All one word. Uh, we're on there. You can check uh, the downloads either on SoundCloud, my favorites, uh, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, which we're, they're now featuring the podcast proudly. 
I might add. I've been uh, going back and forth with uh, iHeart for a little bit with a couple of the reps because there's some glitch in their matrix where we weren't getting fed properly through their system. In fact, at one point we had like only the current episode was showing up and then no episodes were showing up and they kept like saying, well, we don't know what it is. We can't figure it out. And I kept saying, well, you you know, just, uh, why don't you just start brand new? No, 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 no. We got to continue with this same stream we created. And then somehow there was two streams on iHeart, which is very bizarre. So if you, if you looked this up, we actually, or looked this show up in particular, uh, you would see two different podcasts for Inside the Jackal's Said, which is very strange. Uh, but they got to figure it out, and uh, it's on there now fully functional, thankfully. So if you go up to the website again, angelespino.com, the podcasts are all up there. This one will be up there shortly. And we have, of course, Kaiser's Talk Radio coming up. Uh, Kaiser's uh, Talk Radio is uh, an hour long. After that, we got Unleashed Truth Radio with Mitchell Nicholas Gerber. And uh, those guys are going to join us uh, for a couple hours of more live talk radio right here on PSN Radio. Once again, a great guest tonight, Gary, the Martian Mars Revealer. And uh, if you guys haven't checked out his podcast uh, on uh, YouTube, his live show, uh, do it. It's uh, an awesome show. I am also going to be taking this show on YouTube as a live video feed pretty soon. And, uh, you know, me and Gary will probably coordinate something on there and uh, do a simulcast uh, somehow where we'll probably be live on both the channels. I don't know. We'll, we'll do something together because he's a very, very interesting dude. Um, you know, we, uh, it might have sounded like we're debating, but we're really not. We're like pretty much on the same page and I really enjoy the, uh, the hour and a half that I had here with him. And, uh, it's, uh, well, you know, for me, ufology is a very touchy subject because I do believe a lot of it. I do think that we're definitely being lied to and manipulated and conditioned and coerced into believing other facts. But I think also that all that has to do with the fact that we are the way we are as a species, as human beings, this war mentality that we have. I mean, it's all over the place, folks. Look at Chaz or Chop Chop or whatever uh, Seattle's going by. By the way, speaking of Seattle, I hope uh, uh, you know my old uh, co-host and good friend out of sight is doing okay out there. Shout-outs to him and uh, the entire Rush uh, project and uh, everybody out there and, uh, you know, Sir Mix-a-Lot, all these uh, good people that I know from uh, from the Seattle area, uh, out of sight music. And uh, let me tell you, it's right now uh, not a good time to be out in about if you're in Seattle, so uh, shout outs, you know, shout outs to them, and hopefully they're they're doing well out there. It's a crazy world we're living in, folks. But if uh, we are, uh, you know, led to believe after the conversation we had tonight, it's a crazy universe we have out there. A lot of friendlies, a lot of foes, and that's something that I think we all know that we're surrounded by. Friendlies and foes. Now, I got 10 minutes before we uh, wrap it up here, and I wanted to uh, 
play the uh, Donald Trump question on Triggered, because I got the audio finally loaded up here into the uh, broadcaster. And uh, check this out. This is on the Triggered uh, special that he did with his son, Donald Trump Jr., where he's directly asked about the aliens on Earth. Check this out. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm going to get the follow-up call on this one later on. But uh, So last question. Before you leave office, will you let us know if there's aliens? Because this is the only thing I really want to know. I, I want to know what's going on. Would you ever open up Roswell and let us know what's really going on there? So many people ask me that question. I know. Yeah. It sounds almost ridiculous, no, but it's actually the real question I want to know. It sounds like a cute question, but it's actually... There are millions and millions of people that want to go there, that want to see it. I won't talk to you about what I know about it, but it's very interesting. But Roswell's a very interesting place with a lot of people that would like to know what's going on. So you're saying you may declassify? Oh. You'll, you'll, you'll take it? Well, I'll, I, I'll have to think about that one, right? Uh, I'll well, have to think. All right. So A lot of that might be in tongue-in-cheek. I, I get it. It sounded like he's, you know, kind of joking. And he kind of is. There's a smirk in his face when he's talking about it. Uh, but I like the fact that he says a lot of people want to go there, and I won't tell you what I know. And I think, uh, again, guys, this uh, this is all leading up to disclosure. And I think that's happening very, very, very soon. I think disclosure is right around the corner. Um, I have no uh, doubts about that at all. And uh, let me uh, see if I can get Kaiser on the line because I know he wanted to uh, give us uh, a quick rundown uh, for a couple minutes here before he gets on live on his own show. Uh, let's see if he's ready to join the party inside the Jackal's head. Again, he's live next here on PSN Dash Radio. So if you guys are listening to the podcast, he will not be on this podcast because he has his own podcast. Okay? This is not Kaiser's Corner. This is Kaiser Talk Radio. It's his own gig, his own shindig. And we're going to bring him on here within uh, probably a second. Uh, let's see. He should be ready. That is Skype making that noise, and that is Kaiser. What's up, buddy? How are you doing tonight? Oh, I can't complain. How about yourself tonight there, Angel? I heard the Go show. Ahead. It was a good show. Thank you, brother, and happy Father's Day to you, bro. Thank you, my brother, and to you, too. Um, well, I think I'm not a father, but not. I'm not a, I'm not oh, a father, okay. but yeah, but it's all good. <laughs> you're, you're a potential father. Yeah, no, yes. that was really interesting. Skeet, skeet, um, skeet. Huh? Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got it. You got them, you got them that skeet. Uh, yes. No, uh, um, my, uh, my point, I guess, is uh, the one thing I found at the end of it, uh, there was uh, the Donald Trump thing you were playing. Um, I thought that was quite an interesting way to answer that. That's what I can say on that. I mean, isn't it enlightening to know that the president at least uh, is letting us know he knows something well, in yeah, a very subliminal way? In that entire, yeah, he's <laughs> not wrong. That entire area, you know, has a lot of things that go on in it, you know, uh, geographically, the entire, excuse me, southwest. So it's kind of interesting to me in that manner um, and, and the west coast, too. 
Um, but yeah, no, that that just I think it'll be interesting. I don't know, honestly. There are certain things I don't know if he can declass. So I we'll see. Now, what are you going to talk about on, on your show tonight? Because I, I, we have a couple minutes here before i got to wrap it up here on the uh, show. But what are you going to uh, uh, expand upon tonight? I am going to be very uh, contemporary tonight. Uh-oh. I'm going to talk about something that happened today, which is Father's Day and fatherhood. Give a, give a history of Father's Day and just talk about fatherhood. Awesome. So no war, yeah, uh, no, you're not going to scare the, the masses into war uh, issues tonight. We, we, nobody's going to uh, go to sleep tonight scared that the bombs are dropping. No, not tonight. No, I'm, like I said, the whole thing, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of burned out on it for a little while. If something's major, I'll talk about it. But I, I will say one thing since I'm on your show, and I'm not putting this on mine. I, I found it interesting that two dudes that got shot down there at the ch- Chaz and now the Chop. The uh, Chop. The Chop, Chop. Dudes, the, yeah, the medics wouldn't get out to help the guy. And because the police, if there's a shooting, they have to have the police security area before a medic can get there and help. It's a cop-free zone. Yeah, They're but starting you, to don't you, their ways. Don't you find it uh, ironic that they also called the cops and they were trying to get the cops down there and the cops were actually investigating the, the crime? Yep, yep. But ironic, see, huh? You know, a place that doesn't want cops. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, and here they have been running extortion on the people that live there. Ah, it's just crazy, mad nuts, whatever. But you know, the people down there—that's what they want. That's what they'll get. Exactly, uh, Kaiser. We're gonna have you on in a couple minutes here on your own show. Thank you for joining me here for a couple minutes, and uh, uh, please uh, knock it out of the park tonight. It's Father's Day after. All right, my brother. All right. We'll have you you back on soon. Ladies, gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, that is going to bring us to the end of the show here. And uh, it's been a fun ride on Inside the Jackal's Cabeza, or the Big Head. And I want to give a shout-out tonight to our our good buddies out there, George Rodriguez, who's listening in on Soulflow Radio and uh, who uh, simulcast uh, our show every uh, week. So check them out, com. Also, our friends on the Pirate Network, Jaffe, and the uh, World Pirate Radio Network. Check them out over there. And our, our good buddy, hopefully he's doing well tonight, Joe E. And I'm going to just leave it there. And uh, he's uh, recuperating and hopefully doing a whole lot better tonight. Shout-outs to him. Shout-outs to Odin once again uh, for hooking up the uh, interview with Gary here last minute. Big shout-outs to him for uh, doing that. And, uh, again, check out the Global Radio Network, uh, the Global Enlightenment Radio Network with the great Odin. Ladies and gentlemen, as uh, far as this show is ran its course, I bid you good night. Good evening, farewell, as vid as a, adieu, just don't adieu-do like they're doing in Chop Chop. With that said, everybody, Reese's Pieces till next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is for Wiggalow. Check out that bass. Oh, smooth transition.